Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey, hello to you today. I am Jan Elbert, host of the Burt Not Ernie Show podcast, and I'm so glad that you're joining me today as we're back here to look at Romans 8 yet again. We're going to look at a couple of verses from this New Testament book today, verses 10 and 11. Um, And again, this is the Burt Not Ernie Show, part of the Spark Network, now playing in the Edify app. This is episode 93. So Romans 8 is our topic for this series of episodes on the podcast. And this is episode number three, the third in this series. And today we are looking at verses 10 and 11, as I just mentioned, and we're going to be looking at them in the Amplified, uh, which is often what I go to when I'm studying God's Word. We're also going to look at these verses from the King James Version. I don't use that version all that often, but um, it's fantastic. It's just like, uh, it's beautifully written in in a language that is just, um, it's just gorgeous. It's tremendous. So I'm going to read first from the King James Version. Romans 8, verses 10 and 11, King James. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. All right. You know, I said it was a beautiful language and it is. It's rich. It's like a rich language. Um, you know, the, These aren't words that we throw around in our normal daily conversation right now in the year 2022, but it nevertheless, it's just really, really rich. So the first sentence here states that um, your body is dead and your body is dead because of sin. If Christ is in you, and that's true for all believers. If you've accepted that Jesus's death at Calvary um, was substitutionary, like Jesus's death was your personal, my personal atonement for our personally committed sins then this is true for us. So, you know, we might like step back and kind of almost like stagger a bit at this statement though. Like, wait a minute, if Christ is in me, then how is my body now dead because of sin? Well, you know, that's going back to the concept of our flesh. And I talk about that uh, pretty in depth in episode 92. I cover this in great detail. In the flesh, in me, without the Holy Spirit regenerating me, in me dwells no good thing. And I'm referencing Romans seven eighteen when I say in me dwells no good thing. I would say, um, look that up if you want to. That's where I'm taking those words from. Um, it is important, I think, to take the Word of God as a whole counsel of the Word of God. We need to know what all of it says, and we need to understand all of it. And of course, that takes a lifetime of studying the Bible. So don't grow weary. If maybe you don't know all the things about the Bible right now, keep after it. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Um, But it's important to recognize that to understand this verse, let's just go back one chapter in our Bibles to Romans chapter 7, verse 18. In me dwells no good thing. And that means nothing. 
no means no. And it's not like a couple of good things here and there. Maybe there's, you know, 95% uh, and 5%. Yeah, no, no, no. In me dwells no good thing. That's the word of God. And so that's the absolute truth. Um, You know, baptism is a public Think of it as almost like a public funeral of sorts, because it is. It's a funeral and then a raising up to new life. When we're baptized, we are agreeing that we are buried with Christ. And that's what I mean when I think of a public funeral. It's public. We are publicly being buried with Christ, and then we are raised to new life in him. And the person who lifts us out of the water does the lifting. We don't lift ourselves out. And that is indicative of the Holy Spirit doing this raising up work in our lives. So, um, you know, God's power. The Holy Spirit's power, Jesus's power accomplishes it all, not any of mine. The flesh is, um, well, just like to use a modern slang word, it's trash. Dude, that's just trash, trash. My flesh, your flesh, it is trash. Once Christ is in you, the flesh is dead and you know it's dead. Something actually happens. Like you understand just how vile and it is vile, how vile sin is and what it costs the Lord to pay the price for the sins of not just yours and mine, but for all of mankind throughout all of history. Like you don't really want to try and pretty that up and keep it alive. We don't need to be putting, you know, lipstick on a pig or makeup on a corpse or, you know what I mean? Like, no, 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 no. It's dead. Let's let it be dead. It took so much for the son of God to free us from the flesh. Let's not go back to the flesh. Let's not, you know, I said in the last episode, we don't want to try to make a deal with it, barter with it, bargain, pretty it up, fix it, redeem it. Um, Let's just let it be dead. If the word of God says it is um, in my flesh dwells no good thing. Yep. Come into agreement with that to say, I agree, Lord, and move forward in his power. Because I'm telling you, that's where the life is. It's in his power. And that is a lot of what Romans 8 verses 10 and 11 are saying. Therein lies the power. Wherein? Well, let's talk about it so we can access that power. Because we want to live powerful lives, right? For the kingdom of God. We're not going to do that if we are kind of flip-flopping back and forth altering between the flesh and then crucifying the flesh and loving my flesh and crucifying. the fl- No, no, just don't flip flop. Just kill it and let it be dead. Uh, so once Christ is in you, the flesh is dead. You know, it's dead. You understand the penalty that had to be paid to free us from sin. And you just don't want to pretty it up anymore. You don't want to try to keep it alive anymore because you understand it's just dead. It's trash. That's, this is trash. This is garbage. It's trash. If Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. Uh, next, it goes on to say, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Now, that is some good news right there. God's righteousness is yours through Jesus, and it does its magnificent work. Oh, and it is magnificent in your life through the Holy Spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. That is what God's word, God's word says that in 2 Corinthians three seventeen. That's what the word of God says. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. If the spirit lives in you, that's where the spirit of the Lord is. So where is freedom? Oh, it's in you. And you should be like living it and experiencing it in such a way that it's just shooting out of you almost. Like it's in, by that I mean, it's like impacting every part of your life and your world because whom the son sets free is free indeed. Jesus said that. And I go and argue with what Jesus said. I'm just going to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I mean, like bend the knee and come into agreement with the word of God, because it's the truest thing in the world, the truest thing in the universe. You know, the heaven and earth is going to pass away, the Bible says, but the word of God stands forever. It endures forever. 
it's not going anywhere. So let's get into agreement with the truest thing in the world, the truest thing in the universe, the truest thing that will go past the end of time. And it was here before the beginning of time as we know it. If you can even try to ponder such a thing, that is what needs to be the truest thing in my life and in your life. Okay, so I'm freedom, liberty, life. You have been freed. You have been liberated to new life through Christ Jesus. And the spirit in you is that life. The Lord is your very life. So live like this is true. Live like this is true. These, you know, big promises here for you and for me in these verses. Like they're, they're really, they're large. They're large size. These are supersized promises. So let's grab hold of them and let's live them out. Let's be among those who believe all that God has promised to us. No matter what, Live believing, no matter what, live a life of belief. He's made you promises. Believe that they are true because they are. They're the truest thing in the universe. If the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Look, when the Holy Spirit dwells in you, the promise here is that he will, he will quicken your mortal body by his spirit. That dead flesh that dead flesh is now like it's going to get like utilized to do the Lord's will. Your mortal body is going to be quickened by the power of the Holy Spirit to bring about his purposes, to accomplish the good works that he preordained and he did, that he planned and he has planned them out for each of his followers. That includes you, my friend, by the same power that raised Jesus to life again. That's the power that's going to get this done in your life, in my life, to make a difference to a world that is um, entrenched in darkness and pain and lack. Jesus has the answer. The Holy Spirit in you, man, let's get on board with the new life he gives so you can be part of the answer that Jesus wants to give to those who are suffering great lack. And I'm talking about in any any arena of their life, health, spiritual, financial. Um, I'm serious. Like the lack needs to go in Jesus name. And I really do mean that. Okay, so this power that raised Jesus to life again, that is what gets done what God wants to get done. If God wants it gotten done, it's going to get done by the same power that got Jesus raised up after three days in the tomb. Not our flesh, but by his spirit. Uh, The King James uses the word quicken, and the Amplified has a different phrase. It says the spirit will give life to your mortal body. So they're both really, um, they're lovely. They're both lovely, and I mean that like by definition of the word lovely, like It's just good. It's so good. It's comforting. It's reassuring. God's word is beautiful. It is lovely. And it's okay for us to um, accept it as such and expect there to be like that loveliness spread abroad everywhere that we go for his kingdom purposes. And everywhere that you go should be for his kingdom purposes because Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. So if you're taking it, carrying it around with you, then his purposes should be what we're getting done everywhere we go, carrying the kingdom of God within us. These are big thoughts. These are profound and amazing, and that's okay because they're in God's word. And so big and profound or not, uh, they're still true for you as much as maybe what you might consider more um, bite-sized and easy to understand. Don't be afraid of the things in God's word that seem a little hard to understand. The Holy Spirit is is a counselor. It says in Isaiah that he would be. And then Jesus said, it is good for you that I go away, that I might send the counselor to be with you forever to teach you what you need to know. He's a good teacher. He's a good counselor. So dive into the things that might seem harder and uh, from the word of God and expect him 
to teach you. And he will, because he wants to, and he's perfect at it. And anything God's perfect at, he can never be anything but perfect at. So expect him to do that perfect work in you as he teaches you the hard things in his word and what they mean, what they mean for you and for others. Because what God teaches you is also what he wants you to use to be a blessing to others. So nothing that God gives you is just for you. It's always for far beyond you. Okay. Um, so when God sets about quickening, I mentioned that word quicken from the King James, when God sets about quickening somebody, watch, watch out, stand back and, you know, get ready to see something, get ready to see something. It's one of the most amazing things that you can ever see while living on this planet, the quickening of a person via the Holy Spirit of the living God. It's truly amazing. Like it makes you stand amazed when you see God doing a work and you're like, that's got the fingerprints of the Holy Spirit all over it. That's incredible. It's, it's incredible thing. And I don't want to miss out on any of it. Not even one iota of this kind of quickening, this life given to my mortal body by the spirit of God. Like, I don't want to miss any of it. None of it. How much do I want to miss? None. That's how much I want to miss. Zero. That's how much I want to miss. And I don't want you to miss any of it either. So let the spirit bring you back to life. Prune what needs pruning. That's a real thing. John 15, the father is a good gardener and he prunes every branch that bears fruit. So if you're bearing fruit, you're going to get pruned. But if he's, if you're not bearing fruit and he says you're, you need to be cut away and thrown into the fire and burned. No, thank you. I'll take the pruning and you should too. So let him, um, let him in, ask him, seek him, accept without maybe all the attitude when he starts pruning, let the spirit bring you back to life. Prune what needs pruning. Oh, it's beautiful what a grapevine does a year or so, two years after a, a, a heavy, deep pruning. It's beautiful. Let him mature what needs maturing. You know, like I'm, I'm serious. Let him do the maturing work of what needs maturing. Bring us back to life, Lord, and all the glory is yours. This regenerating work, it's a precious work. And we should expect to see it having an impact on the little corners of the world where we reside, right where we live, where we do our daily living. That is where we should expect to see this work of regeneration having an impact. God intends for it to make an impact. So you and I should expect to see that impact happening. Let me read these two verses now from the Amplified. Romans 8, 10 and 11, Amplified. If Christ lives in you, Though your natural body is dead because of sin, your spirit is alive because of righteousness, which he provides. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. What it says here is exactly what God means for it to say. And it's God speaking to us today through his word. I know you know that. But it's so good to be reminded of that. This is God talking to us today. This isn't just I'm checking off my annual Bible reading plan and then I move on with my day. This is God talking to us. It's a big deal. So our response needs to be what? Well, here's what. Take him at his word. Take this seriously because it is serious. Like often we take our work seriously. Uh, you know, we take our health seriously. We take our finances seriously. We take parenting seriously. Nothing wrong with taking those things seriously. They're serious things. Some people take sports like their favorite professional sports team or college team or whatever. They might take that very seriously. 
Yeah, it's, it's pretty far down the list as far as importance goes. Like it doesn't compare to your work, your children, your finances, your health. Um, you know, it's, but a lot of people, most people, I would say uh, to some degree, take something very seriously that is not maybe as serious as some of this stuff. You know, people might take that more seriously than they take their health. They might plan their weekend around that game, what they eat, what they wear, whether or not they skip church, um, they might bet on it where their money goes, and they may not be taking their health seriously per what they eat, their finances seriously per their betting, their their work seriously because they left work early so they can you know go pick up everything they need for that job, their parenting seriously, maybe not being taken too seriously if you just say go get on your phone or the tablet or whatever, go do something, but leave me alone. I'm watching the game. Um, you know they can be taking things seriously that should not be taken that seriously and and squashing down into the ground the things that actually matter it's ironic isn't it like it's ironic the way that we so poorly care for the things that God wants us to care well for while we're looking at something that could be honestly and in many ways rightly described as like you know an idol for some people sports are an idol okay all that to say we can get things backwards we do it all the time but do we take prayer seriously do we take the word of God seriously? Do we take tithing seriously? Do we take our spiritual health and the spiritual health of our loved ones, our family members, our children? Do we take those things seriously? Now, I'm not trying to pick on anybody. I'm really not. I'm just asking a few questions in an attempt to get us thinking. Get us thinking about the fact that we need to always take seriously what God is saying to us from the Bible. It is the God of all creation, the God of the universe speaking to us. Yeah, we ought to take it seriously. Your natural body, it's dead. It's dead. This, these verses say so. And your spirit, your spirit is alive because of the righteousness that he, meaning the Holy Spirit, provides. You know, you may be getting older. Maybe not. Maybe you're still young and spry and, and uh, you know, running around in all your awesomeness. But, you know, you may be getting, but you might be getting older. You might be starting to feel a little bit as if your work for the kingdom of God is waning. And if you're not there yet, that's all right. I pray you get there. Old age is a gift and a blessing, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's something our society doesn't love, but boy, we ought to be thankful for it because it's more life to live. It's a gift from the Lord. Uh, there's an old Irish proverb that says, um, do not resent growing older for many have been denied the privilege. And that's a good word and we need to keep it in mind. Um, but when you get older, you might feel like you're kind of slowing down and maybe you just can't have an impact for the important things in the kingdom of God like you could when you were younger. But that's not true. It's really not true at all. The, the ages of men that the Lord used for his kingdom work, men and women, they vary greatly all throughout the Bible. And, you know, there's no retirement plan mentioned in God's word. There's no governor, like a controlling governor on a car, old school, I'm talking here, but a governor that's placed on the work that we do at this age or that age. No, it doesn't work that way. So you might be feeling all sorts of things in your natural body. The Amplified refers to this as your natural body. You might feel aches and pains or all sorts of things, but the word of God says that even though your natural body is dead, that's all right, it's all right, your spirit is alive. Your spirit's alive and well, and it can be thriving day after day after day. That's the promise here. And does God ever say, oops, my bad? No, he makes promises and then he keeps those promises. So this is one he intends to keep. He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. Okay, I haven't mentioned this 
in a while. It's been a minute since I've talked about this on the on the podcast, but today I'm going to talk about this word, the word will, W-I-L-L. Whenever we find the word will in one of God's promises, we need to remind ourselves, like we need to actually preach to ourselves that when God says will, he means it. He means it. He will give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. He will do this. And he's willing and able to do it right now today. In this very season of your life, no matter what's going on, will means will, period. Um, you know, I've experienced this personally again and again, this this work of like, it's regeneration, bringing life to what is, um, you know, in my own personal experience, in my body that has been broken and sometimes sickly and unwell. I've seen him do it again and again. You know, my mom used to say when I was little, when I was young, that I was a sickly child. Uh, That's kind of an old school phrase. You always were a sickly child, a sickly child. But as I got older, you know, I gave my heart to Jesus. I came to Christ as a young adult when I was 20. And bit by bit, day by day, I began to not want to live under that like kind of curse of the flesh, of being sickly anymore, to not be a sickly child who had grown into a sickly adult. No, no, sir. No. I shrugged that off and I kept walking by faith and praying and believing that God was going to do what these verses and many others in the word of God, what they say he will do. And he has time and again, my sickly areas have become well. There's wellness there now. So this is a verse of promise. It just is. And there's no way that God is exclusive and he does not play favorites. Um, he just doesn't. He just doesn't. Just believe this and keep seeking God for this. Keep praying and asking for this. Your healer loves to heal. Your deliverer loves to deliver. Your redeemer loves to redeem. Your God is so very, very good. Um, all right. You know, this is a shorter podcast episode today by, you know, just a few minutes, not a lot. Maybe it's going to end up being about five minutes shorter than usual, probably. So um, if you don't mind, I just want to pray over you before I wrap up the show today. I want to speak a prayer of blessing over you today. So um, I'm praying this over you. So receive it. Just say yes and amen at the end of this prayer, because it's just speaking the living word of God over you and asking him to do what he's promised to do. And nothing, not the gates of hell can stand against it. But you, you can have kind of a mindset that says, I'm resistant to that. I'm not good enough for God's blessings. I'm not worthy. I want you to just set all that aside today and just let me pray for you. And just by faith, even before I start praying, just say, all right, Lord, I want what you have for me. So let me pray for you. Lord, I ask today that by the power of your Holy Spirit, which indwells your dearly loved children, that you would give life to your people and do it today. In areas where they face sickness, bring your new life. Heal and restore, protect and deliver, bless and highly favor them today, this very day. I'm asking for this work right now this day, because today is the day that we're looking at these verses from your word. And so today is the day that we're going to choose to trust you to act in accordance with your word. We know that none of your word returns to you void, but it will always, always, always accomplish that for which you have sent it forth. So do your will in the lives of every single listener and do it today, Lord. Move and act, bring new life, fresh hope, excitement about the days that lie before us and never stop moving, Lord, never stop working and blessing, healing and delivering, favoring, protecting, guiding and loving your people. I ask this all in the mighty name of Jesus, the son of the living God, 
Savior of the world, who is set to return in his might and power and splendor and glory. Do your will in us, for us, and through us today. Amen. Lord bless you today uh, and keep you today, my friend. I really do mean everything I just prayed over you, and I'm expecting God to bless you in accordance with what his word has promised. I'm so thankful that you joined me for episode 93 of the Burt Not Ernie Show, part of the Spark Network, which is now playing in the Edify app. If you haven't checked out the Edify app yet, please do. It's spelled E-D-I-F-I, all encouraging Christian content, and it's a free app. Just hop into your app store on your phone and download it. Um, and hey, also, fun, fun, fun stuff here, fun for me. I hope, um, you know, I hope you'll make it even more fun, super funner for me. My podcast is up for an award. Can you believe it? I'm so excited. Uh, I'm going to share the link so you can vote in the show notes. It's kind of like, think of like a People's Choice Award or um, like listeners' favorites. You just visit www.sparkmedia.ventures forward slash site forward slash awards. So sparkmedia.ventures forward slash S-I-T-E forward slash A-W-A-R-D-S. And you just cast your vote. Should only take like literally 30 seconds. So there's a drop down menu. Um, so you can pick the category. For me, I would say um, last year I won best solo podcaster. So the two categories that I would qualify for are best female podcast or best solo podcast. So maybe, um, you know, pick one of those. Um, the other two don't apply to my show because I'm not a, I am a solo show and I'm not a male. So those are the only two that apply. But, and then just pick the podcast, the Burt Not Ernie show. And I'll just say thank you in advance for voting. Like really, thank you. I really, I'm grateful. Thank you. And I'm going to be at the Spark, uh, the Spark Awards this year. They're going to be in Nashville in March and it's going to be awesome. It's really going to be pretty cool to be there. I wasn't there last year when I won. And this year, I'm super excited that I get to be there for not just the awards, but for the conference. I'm going to learn so much. Um, the NRB is there. It's just, it's remarkable what God is doing in the world of Christian podcasting. And I'm really thankful, like beyond thankful that I get to be a part of this. Um, as I mentioned earlier, God has things for me to do. And I haven't aged out. You know, I'm not too aged to get busy and keep doing those things. So, and for me, that's getting the promises of God into the people of God. That's like the task that he's given me. And I'm trying to, by the power of his spirit and not in my own strength, I'm trying to be a good steward. When the Lord returns, I want to be able to present him with a tenfold increase on what he's gifted to me. Uh, Because what he's gifted to me, it's not for me. It's not about me. It's for his kingdom purposes and it's for other people. So if you're listening Um, It's for you. So thank you for listening. You are the people of God in this world. And I'm just really honored. It's humbling to be able to talk with you week by week. So yeah, you know, just thanks. That's all I can say is just thank you to you. Uh, And whatever it is that God has for you to do, would you please do it so you can get the, um, so you can get the well done, good and faithful servant from your master when he returns. I really want that for you because Man, don't trade that kind of thing for the world. Don't trade that for the world. You're, you, you would just be so remiss on that day when you stand before Jesus. Don't be remiss. Get after it, baby, because what he has entrusted to you, his gifts to you, the world needs them. Why? Because he says so. And the world needs them from you. Why? Because you're the one he gave them to. So be about the Lord's work and be blessed today. I'm going to see you back here next time for episode 94. We're going to keep on looking at Romans chapter 8. We're going to keep discovering and living, believing the rich promises that he holds out to us in this passage. 
Lord bless you. Have a fantastic day. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.